Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am your co-host, Taco Dog. Wait, I said co-host. As always, I am your host, Taco I mean, Dog. You, you joined are by co-host. my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> joined by my co-host, Jet Force Gemini. Hello, co-host. So, real quick, I want to take this time and say thank you to all of you guys that have been listening for the past three episodes. We just passed the 50 play milestone. Yay! <laughs> Which is a big deal for three episodes. It honest, I honestly didn't think that we would get so many plays the the first, oh, yeah, like you said, over the first three episodes. I expected us to go like maybe 10 episodes and then we get to 50. So, yay. We got our core five listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as, whatever it takes to get to help the podcast grow because... You know, when we first started out, we wanted to make self-factions a lot more engaging and not so much as, like, this big ol', oh, it's the, the elite of the elite. Nah, we're just a taco and a jet for and a jet force just trying to just have our way, have our, our fun times and meme our way across the, the self-arena. Especially just taking that microscope down to where the big pool is. How do the, how do the best players get to be the best? by memeing their way to the top of course by by being on a b team (laughs) you're not wrong honestly all right so apparently we picked a terrible time to take a break because there was a flurry of news that niantic and self decided to release mainly niantic also the pokemon company yeah did you see the the new scarlet and violet trailer that had dropped i think so i've seen a bunch of kind of solitary updates around the features like especially the i think the most recent one i saw was the fighting the bases they revealed that there's a time limit for those oh i didn't see i didn't see that trailer so so you gotta yeah so you have to take advantage of their auto battle system to really even succeed i don't know if it's me but i don't know i think i'm not gonna do the auto battle system because there's already this thought that crept up in the back of my head like what if my pokemon battles a shiny and knocks it out and that's like the only shiny i see in the game (laughs) well uh Shiny fears aside, I, I suspect they will be kind of region locked. Like you, you enter an arena and then it's it's a valid option kind of thing. Or oh. at very least only against the, the NPC players rather than wild encounters. But I could be wrong. Like they, they might keep that from Arceus, but we'll see. Well, yeah, as of this recording, we have less than two months and i am really looking forward to this one because i think it should be fun because i want pikachu with another hat something the entire pokemon go community really loves to see i mean are are balloons a hat do they count they can be (laughs) if it works for little children because the clowns make them then it should work for pokemon we don't we don't talk about clowns here that's fair (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I do. I need to go look and see, especially now that they're talking about features more. If they've dropped anything on how the multiplayer is going to work, actually, if it's just kind of uh, a gimmick, or if it's actually you can have real adventures starting fairly early, because that would be more interesting to me, where it can be a collaborative effort. I, I, I mean, it's it's not like Pokemon games are hard enough that you would need a, a friend to, to jump in kind of 
a deal, but if there's content specifically designed around it, I think that would be a huge move in the right direction. That is true. And, you know, with Pokemon Go kind of bringing, encouraging people to get out and play more, it kind of would make sense that for the Pokemon company to steer <laughs> the steer the 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 game the core game mechanics to kind of play get out and play with your friends do you do you remember friends <laughs> yes i i made a friend i made a couple of friends of pokemon go so i'm happy <laughs> but we are actually currently in the middle of fashion week and a, the niantic event that came out and they unveiled two brand new pokemon of course it's one family of pokemon morani and toxapex my, my brain is like two Pokemon. <laughs> well, cause... it's got to have an evolution. Yeah. So we're going to go with that one. But as soon as it's one family, it's just like it only takes up one slot in my brain. You know, you're not, you're honestly, that's a fair assumption because, you know, with Fashion Week having like Grogunk with a hat and Absol with some sunglasses, it's basically a costume event. But we're really only hunting the, the Toxapex because apparently this thing is still a force in the Great League because it is a tankier counter to Azumarill. Yeah, it's, it's kind of everything that Tentacruel and Quillfish would like to be and are just a little bit too attack-weighted to pull off most of the time. Or they're giving up coverage moves, and this one, pretty much, you, you have your moveset locked in because it's, it's only got stab options. Right, and I was honestly looking forward to it having muddy water but then it got niantic and its moveset was changed to brine which is still an okay move because you can tank like four or five sky attacks from a noctowl and still end up pretty pretty okay i, I like it combined with kind of their move away from all of the double boosting moves where they want fewer matches decided by random chance and especially just looking at this pokemon and its stats i think they were wise to recognize it's it's gonna show up a lot of places and just taking the the randomness of muddy water out of the equation i'm i'm not gonna be sad about that is honestly fair i do have to play devil's advocate though and bring up its signature move baneful bunker in the main series games that acts like protect and if you use a move on it and like a physical move and you you get protected your pokemon then gets poisoned so i'm curious to see how they're going to implement that into the game it's it's a good opportunity for another obstruct-esque boost at, at some point right i just hope that they don't start making obstruct clones because i've only fought maybe four or five obstagoons with obstruct because everyone just uses night slash and insert coverage option move here and pretty much it's still the way to go just because of how obstagoon operates and really would like to have that extra fighting damage in great league and then whether it's the gunk shot or hyper beam elsewhere just the double dark charge moves are make it a little sad especially when <laughs> it's it's a more expensive buff move but not expensive enough or hard hitting enough to be worth a shield still that it's it's not it's not really doing much aside from 
the boosts. So it's 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 tricky, but it is much more reliable than a night slash on the boost end. But you want it more for damage most of the time anyway. Yeah, because it's already kind of a little bit on the more attack weighted side, and the extra bulk helps it. However, you know, I guess like with my playstyle, I don't like to fish for boosts. I just want to like go in for the kill and get said kill. So that's that's the way I'm gonna. That's the way I like to play. And it, and it always it always feels bad to be on the receiving end of the low chance boosts, especially those double attack boost where it's like really first first like, one what can you do first one every time okay <laughs> that would definitely be frustrating in, in the long run just to round out the chat about tox effects though um right along with its release we got that list of updated pokemon for the play pokemon the play events. pokemon regionals yeah and it's it's on there they're they're letting it they're letting it in as of the very next regional which is huge news as well as yeah the pretty much all of the ultra beasts from peoria on down yeah i however have some sad news i will not be able to attend the regional in peoria so i am very sad taco but um i know that there are a number of regionals later on in the year and there's always the last one up in wisconsin that is near to me so i think that if worse comes to worse i can always try to go to that one that is it is kind of the nice part about being in middle america is you've got kind of that constellation of options <laughs> you know you, you actually it's it's also because the even though it is so close i still have some real life obligations to tend to before i can succeed before i can start my my play pokemon esport career is what i'm gonna call it <laughs> your, your, your championship career i'm gonna be ash catchem <laughs> I will be tacos also. I'm cl- I'm coining that by the way. I expect to see a jersey. Okay. Uh, assuming that they don't make me take it off because apparently they make they make you take jerseys off if they're what's the word? If you're like you're representing an organization. So, but we'll see. But it's but it's just shameless self-promotion. Does that count as an organization? <laughs> what if the organization doesn't exist? Yeah. What if what if it's Dunder, but, Dunder Mifflin? That's true. But we're getting into some <laughs> semantics. <laughs> We should probably move on to the one that a lot of people, myself included, were talking about, which is the forced update of Doom. As of course everybody knows, Niantic put out version 249.1 and it made the game completely unplayable in terms of PvP. For Yeah, just for some people and some situations, but as soon as if you got any of those errors, it just it doomed the entire setup. So, I mean, as, as bad as Stutter and whatever else can be already, just to have fully inoperable charge move buttons and stuff it was, it was just great for, <laughs> for for anyone that was already on the train of having their app just sit in auto update mode like yeah it was it was sad for them but then even for the rest of us who had a lot of warning actually this time which i thought was kind of the coolest part of the whole thing was how vast it was all over sylph and ghost stadium like hey if you can you know you should you should not update update. (laughs) you should you should continue not updating because we have a growing list of new issues with this with this uh new version and i was like okay whatever but then you know it was maybe two days later we had the forced update aspect of it that just it just put me back in that mind space of are they is is anyone listening (laughs) 
And I think I think some people at Niantic kind of looked at it and go, oh, I think we should have probably playtested it just a little bit more before we sent it up. Or they just said, you know what, we're going to flip the switch now because it's not like there's an event going on or uh, there's a, a couple of... Uh, esports organizations that use the game to work on pvp because we only have to focus on play pokemon events now right guys guys and i mean maybe maybe that's why they felt like they could force the update when they did is because it was one of their few down weekends as far as the play pokemon events go and it was even in the middle of one of their own events so there wasn't new content coming right away or anything like that so it was maybe ideal for them as far as oh there's not going to be as much load on the system if we do it now well whatever their case they were semi-quick to fix it because as of September the 26th, 25th or 26th is when they started rolling the new update that fixed a lot of those issues. So thank you Niantic for hearing us this time and fixing your game like we really wanted. However, we do have to address the elephant in the room and kind of say because this update happened in the middle of a bout for the Sylph Arena, a lot of matches just could not be played because of this essentially game-breaking bug that made PvP unplayable. So the Arena had decided to extend the bout to October the 2nd as they get as they quickly try to do damage control for Niantic. And you know, some they they'd made the what I'm going to call the controversial decision, but it was really a lose-lose for them in saying that if you had played your matches already, you don't get a do-over, which that's fine. As somebody that lost, I am okay with. However, there are others that felt that, you know, I lost because of lag, we disputed it, and it was kind of filed in a state of the game, or that's what was claimed. And to me, you know, you do what you can. If not, if Silphorin had decided to just end the bout on the uh, on Sunday, like previously stated, there would have been a lot of unplayed matches, and things would have gone sideways quickly. So I think this was definitely the best choice of action. Obviously, it's the internet. You're not going to make everybody happy. And as Pokemon players, you're definitely not going to make them happy. So my hats go off to the Self Arena for the damage control and the timely responses for everyone. Good on y'all. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, it was frustrating for everyone, and even just being a point of contact can be difficult when you're trying to, yeah, keep keep the player base from rioting. But, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I've I've been in, I've been involved in some player player made riots when I played old school RuneScape. Whenever there was something we didn't like, we would go into into a game world. Lo get go into this one city and just start spamming the chat as fast as we can just a bunch of random stuff but that's that's a that's a that's another game that you know i don't have a podcast for <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's just a form of protest right exactly just put the cannons down and start spamming the chat uh what was what was the one that i can remember the there was a plugin that came out and the company said no you can't do that plugin like literally on the 11th hour that it was supposed to be released and the entire player base was like nah we want this hd plugin for this 20 something year old game and you guys 
have not given us that plugin and we really want that plugin. Obviously, if you play old school RuneScape, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm doing a gross oversimplification because we gotta get into the Pokemon Go stuff. <laughs> if you want to listen, there's a plenty of old school RuneScape podcasts. My favorite one to listen to is XP Waste. So go go listen to those guys because they know what they're talking about more than me. <laughs> but I mean, we can we can piggyback on the on the HD portion and remind people that now that we're outside of the broken update that you can go and re-enable your native refresh rate yeah i forgot to do that too i need to so now that i was gonna say that now that we had kind of gone into the the, their time extension their starler there still are a number of games that need to be played however we can still recap bout two when we took the the time off and we're in bout three now right yeah yeah and i'm currently in bout three and kind of give a give a good little tracker as to how these teams are faring and you know as we say as we've stated i think in episode one or two if you get 11 points you win the bout because it's best of 21 on that note i mean unless let's go ahead and, unless people forgot to set their teams yeah you're just you're gonna be we're gonna be on that one until the end of time <laughs> looking at you uh wiggly tough teams getting 10 free points right off the bat kind of a lot of points <laughs> you know one thing i'm very proud of is our team the angry bottoms has not given up two points even though we've been very close a number of times no, we, we insist on giving up three points instead. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I've done that twice now. <laughs> I mean, you got you got robbed this time. If we want to do just the, the quick recap, <laughs> there was there was some significant lag. And I mean, you had you, you get you gave it a good go just by showing up. I think put me in coach for Z's to get destroyed. Did I do good coach? No, but you looked great doing it. <laughs> Yay. However, or excuse me, on that note, let's go ahead and dive into the open tier and recap bouts two and kind of take a little, do a little bit of recap on bout three. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say most of them are recapable. It's like there, there's only a couple that are a game away from being done and you can, you can kind of guess there's maybe two that aren't actually decided yet, but mostly done. Okay, that's neat. Actually, though, the Wiggly Tough Warriors, they're technically not done. They're winning 8-4. to four. Uh, The Queen Bees are 9-6, to six, so I think they have I'm, one match I'm left. I'm seeing 9-6 to six for Wiggly Tough. Oh, oh, then that means they... I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to refresh in real time. Yep, <laughs> it's one of their matches played as we were recording. So Wiggly Tough Warriors have one win, just have to get two more points, and they win, and they've got two matches to do it. Good luck to them. And then kind of... One of the... Same deal with I was the gonna Queen say one Bees. Of, yeah. Well, you know... The queen bees, they the those ladies, they know how to PVP. They could all all ten of them could probably kick my butt if I was to try to play them. So I I don't. That's one team I don't want to face. Looks like they they've got two to play as well. That's good. One thing that hear me Py, we're we're gonna take a look at hear me Pyroar. They lost sixteen to five in bout two, and they've. They went from getting five points in bout two to getting 15 points in bout three. And this is one of the few teams that have finished the their bouts and beat the RRS Bug Brigade. I think I said RPS last time in one of the episodes and nobody corrected me and I'm a little sad. <laughs> It's okay. But they're, they, they're remote raiders. They're not rock paper scissors. Okay. <laughs> they have a they have a, a hat on, and I thought it was a Caterpie hat for the longest time. However, the Hear Me Pyro team did an amazing job at getting on the 
the scoreboard. So good job, ladies. Claiming claiming a first big win there. And if I remember correctly, I think this one continues on to the if you win the primeval slots, you are in a better spot to win. And they they both won their primeval slots. Going from down a point the bout prior on both slots. Just kind of reversed it. Yeah, that is true. Kind of looking at the team compositions in Primeval, I noticed that Kobenji. Yeah, I'm reading this right. Kobenji. You just gotta commit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just go full on in. I'll be wrong. You know, I'll be wrong in style. Yeah. <laughs> Kobenji brought Lapras, Tabufini, Double Dragon, with, and then Munchlax and Alolan Graveler. And the opponent team brought almost, or brought the same type of Pokemon with your Rocks and your Wild Card, but also with the Double Dragon and Ice type to kind of check as best as they could. And so I think this was another 1-1 match was decided by a last last charge move last charge move one i'm gonna ignore the stuttering on for for that week or for this past week i i do like dragonair alteria as the default double dragon though i think it's wireless gudra is maybe not as dependable well i know the good thing about gudra is there it has access to a number of coverage moves however you know i i know that how pokemon fight in the ultra league is different from how people fight in the great league and if you can make a gudra work in the great league more power to you it is also just a little hard to get but yeah it's it's nice to see the lowland graveler pop up i feel like that's one of the rarer rock picks and barbarical has really been kind of making a splash so good to see it's not unbeatable i do have a i did recently build a how do you say it barbarical bar barber knuckle <laughs> like barbarian bar, like barbarian and barnacle together Barbarical. Barbarical. And this segment has been brought to you by Taco's Gotta Learn How to Pronounce Pokemon Names. <laughs> He's only ever read them in his head, okay? It's true, and I don't watch the anime that much, and that's what I used to learn how to say Pokemon names. Except when they made... <laughs> except when they had like 40 different pronunciations for Arceus or Arceus. Uh, there, yeah, and there's some of them even from the anime that I just tacitly ignore. Like, nope. <laughs> Is it so? Is it is it Rayquaza or is it Rayquaza? Oh, it's it's always Rayquaza. I'm gonna we're gonna fight after this, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I said Rayquaza. That's okay. However, <laughs> how's, how's the how's the second slot look? The the second slot is looking. Oh, I already closed it out. Derp 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 de derp. I think we commented before, <laughs> like just that it's been impressive to see them run so many Tapu Fini, and that I'm that honestly impressed as well. That too seems to be consistent for Hiromi Pyroar is they really like that pick. I really need to get myself a Tapu Fini. Step one: get some friends. Step two, forget to open their gifts. Step remember, three. Remember friends? <laughs> Step three, get Stardust to cover the massive cost because you were dumb and just decided to not open your friend gifts. However, <laughs> in the second slot, you have the double dragon core, a double ice core, and then, of course, both both teams ran Altaria, Frostlass, Zwilus, and then... Quags Goyo brought the Lapras, Lantern, and Tapofini, whereas Harry Canyon brought Cradley, Skunk Tank, and Malamar. Kind of doubling down, it looks like, on the triple dark core. Yeah, that's that's a lot of darks. I don't think I've seen many teams with more than one dark type. <laughs> 
I'm sure Frostlass was probably licking licking her lips like, mmm, gonna well, go get me some dark types. Yeah, and I, I guess maybe that's the story is they're trying to not play into a Frostlass, trying to make space for their own Altaria and Cradilly. Gotcha. Well, I know Skunk Tank, I guess in this matchup, Skunk Tank would probably have Poison Jab or either Poison Jab or Bite, I think is the other move. Yeah. Because, But then you have to, you will... In that case, you either give up the frost, like winning Frostlass single or comfortably versus winning against Tapu Fini with Poison Jab. So I think I like Skunk Tank as kind of a dark horse pick because you kind of get the Switchblade with Flamethrower, Crunch, or Sludge Bomb. You don't know what it's going to run. And then, yeah, especially out of... I know there's a few teams out of Sorceress that have been running the Bite Skun Tank, so I think that's also just kind of in people's heads a little bit. That that's also an option that you have to watch out for. Mm, that is something to that is something to watch out for. We we haven't done a lot of other fields, but that's because I haven't done the research onto those fields because I can't seem to get some some wins in my own field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to stay in my lane. It's very hard, okay? Yeah. But it's okay. You know, the, the Angry Bottoms, Angry Taco Dog Revenge Tour starts after the wedding. <laughs> the I want to say or, the one, like, tie-in, I guess, for, for the Skuntake commentary is just within factions in general. I feel like there's a lot of application around those Pokemon that do have multiple modes. And just having them on the bench, whether you're using them yourself or playing against them, you kind of have to go through uh, just that process of doing your homework and seeing which one actually plays the best into the other team and not take for granted that they're just going to be the the cookie cutter set yeah what does pv poke say well throw pv poke out the window because sometimes people put random move sets on or quick flag on into the toxic cup and will destroy the entire meta because everyone's like why aren't you doing earth power because earthquake was more fun <laughs> yeah and, uh, and i want to say like the first bout i was up against a team where there were like three or four of the Pokemon I was playing against with multiple modes and so the Matrix was like six on 12 or something to start with just to see like <laughs> which ones I should actually be looking at. Right and then you're just kind of kind of picking and going from there it looks like it sounded like. Yeah and and really that's kind of the fun part is leaning into this aspect that your opponent has also done their homework and knows which one they should be using so that you can kind of be ready for the actual best answers. True. Or you can kind of be like me and say, I like this Pokemon. It's neat. It's going on my team. Which is, I mean, I also like to start teams that way if I'm not feeling particularly drawn to a certain a certain pick or if I really just want to change it up a lot. Like, it's like, you know what? This feels like a job for Fortress. Um, you said you you uh, mispronounced Flygon. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess it could be Flygon time for me coming up. I mean, if, according to our teammate, Flygon has been putting in a lot of work in the Celestial field. And I mean, I don't I don't want to harp on it or anything, but the Great League teams for this particular matchup, the Bug Brigade team is super interesting to me with the Garchomp Charizard. Garchomp. Charizard, Swampert, and Double Grass. It's like I, I just 
Oh man, there's there's so many of these that I wish I could just have been like a fly on the wall for that match. <laughs> if anybody has commentary of the, the Hear Me Pyroar match in the Open Great League after the cycle, if you want to if you want to come in and explain to that, let us know because that looks really interesting. <laughs> and how many Earth powers did you land? Or like, was it was it Dragon Tail? But anyway. Um, <laughs> let's let's look at our kind of other stuff that happened around the around the around the tier around yeah around the open around the going into our last few undefeated teams here. So we have SoCal Swablu escapes a sweaty in bout two and then turns around and knocks off the inglorious bastodons and their their match is not quite over because they have one game to play but they are winning 12 to 6 so they did win the bout but now they're kind of playing for points yeah just just seeing where they actually land the it looks like the home slice hooligans started out getting 19 points in a win against electric city then 12 points against flock of farfetch they finally met their match against the ttt squad which i was trying to remember what ttt stood for the tappan turtle squad they unfortunately, the Tappan Turtle Squad pulls the upset, winning 16 to 5 against the Home Slice Hooligan. Let's see how they're going to do if they make some adjustments going into bout number four on October the 3rd. As, as an academy team, I think they've got the support to probably overcome uh, their their first loss there, but I'm interested to see how the Turtle Squad goes from here, being one of the five remaining teams that will be undefeated. Oh yeah, that is true. We also have Stadium Elite Silver taking it over the Item Guardians. Another Academy team, Beginner to Winner Part 2, escapes a semi-sweaty match against the Spice Rack. I do have, and I'm going to be biased in saying this, we do have to give a nod to our own team because after the 1-8 start against the Pineapple Express, the Angry Bottoms then channeled their angry energy and managed to flip the matchup from going 1-8 to start to finishing 12-8. Nine. I am I'm certain that's our biggest comeback so far. It's the biggest comeback I've been a part of, even <laughs> though I did absolutely nothing to help. I mean you getting were, absolutely bodied. You were still part of it, I guess. <laughs> the, the setup. I, I contributed I contributed with my zero, but you you donut and socks just kind of carried the team and just went 3-0 and said, No, we're we're winning today, whether you like it or not. Well, and I've I've had the the blessing of having two wonderful opponents who I don't think we had any technical issues, so we really just got to play, and it was just good games all around. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not to take anything against my, not to take anything away from my opponents. Y'all are y'all are cool too. But having having clean games is is a good feeling. Not having to waste any mental energy on whether or not that you think you need a rematch is is always nice. Right, because then you have to go in. Well, they requested a rematch. Do I have to, or we have to play a rematch? But <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do I do <laughs> yeah. I choose? And it's just a whole bunch of questions. That's yeah. That the that's rules the, say the new the new headspace is you just play it, but whether or not it matters is the next step. <laughs> Because if you just if, the other thing, if the was. same person wins, then obviously you just pretend that nothing happened. But if it does get reversed, then you need to prove that it was worth it in the first, or like necessary in the first place. So then it's like at least I can just hand the video to the captain, and they have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then only then the when you play when you make a request for a rematch the person who didn't make the request gets to choose do we use same teams do we use same lead different teams what do you they get they're basically at your mercy which i think is a pretty decent rule to have in my opinion yeah and i mean there's there's still times where obviously the same strategy isn't gonna work but again this is this is coming back to we we do our best with with this game <laughs> we do what we can and we hope niantic doesn't mess it up too too bad yep so here's our here's our just going forward it's gonna be smooth sailing everything is awesome everything is cool when you're part of a team just keep singing or my favorite that i'm usually playing it in the back of my head is just keep spinning just keep spinning just keep spinning i love how eventually eventually she finds out that she wasn't even the one who invented the song (laughs) why didn't i think of that Um, I guess before we leave Open Tier, my kind of tinfoil hat question to you is, who, who do you think gets to be the lucky team at 2-1 leaving week three that has to take on one of the 3-0 teams for about four? It's going to be us. <laughs> you, you, you think we're we think we're high enough on that list? I'm gonna, so here's my here's my head cannon, okay? The Self Arena gods saying, you know what? This angry bottoms team just pulled off an amazing comeback, and so they need to get put in their place and get smacked around by one of the undefeated teams, and they're gonna face Inglorious Bastodons or TTT Squad, calling it. And I, that's that's my head cannon. I mean, we could play Bastodons just because they're going to have lost, so they'll have the same record as us. But I'm, I'm looking at Fearsome Frostlass as the top-ranked 2-1 team right now, as far as just the pairings go, as the likely slot in. But I'm not sure how it works with the turtle squad having performed the upset i think i think it goes the same just because they still are going to have that odd number of three o's but it'll be it'll be fun to see who actually ends up being being the lucky one (laughs) is it is it iron time it is definitely iron time strike the iron strike it while it's hot boom while people are still playing their matches (laughs) yeah uh, and I mean, we we have the the two that aren't done are nail biters. We, we get to see whether or I not know. Mazer Gaming continues their comeback. I don't know, because can we really call it a comeback if they only lost the first game? Well, I, I think anything like, sorry, after going down in the first bout feels like a comeback tour. Okay, you know what? That's fair. We are making sure it's for our team for the revenge tour, so. Yep. Okay, we'll give this one to Mazer. And then there's there's the major gaming. There's sharks, but there's sharks and wreck looking to to get on the board. They they're zero and two, and they need the three zero. What slot is it? I I, I I I fear to check. Oh, it's it's one of the the primeval slots. The primeval slots. Oh my goodness. They, and they would need to totally flip the the script from the other slot. So are they are they similar builds? The so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick instead of looking at Sphere Team Six. That's what we spotlighted last time. We're gonna look at this one. They have both of them bring brought Altaria. Both of them brought Lantern. Both of them both of them brought Munchlax. And then Gambino Dragon brought Frostlass. Pseudo Wudo and Snorlax and X Scourge brought Cradley, Dragonair, and Aurorus. So this game is basically gonna be about how am I gonna line up my team to be in a better position is what I'm thinking. This one's also a little tricky because you've got the double lax but no ghost on the other side. However, 
<laughs> you, you do have double rock, so you're still not free to run the tackle Munchlax. I think this Munchlax is definitely going to be having Lick instead of tackle. You do get neutral against everything that's not the opposing Munchlax. It's it's just tricky right. because you, you've got that with the double lax, you kind of assume you'll you'll split the difference and say, you know, Snorlax is stuck with Lick, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I doubt they'll they'll double down on it, but nah, give it Shadow Claw. Oh, Snorlax no Shadow Claw now. <laughs> it's just basically beware. Oh my goodness, very scary. Okay, and, so, and does, does anything else stand out to you in that in that setup? The pseudo Udo. Honestly, the the Aurora's kind of stands out, but it is kind of just in there to fight against Altaria because. If Sudowoodo or Lantern gets in on it, you're gonna be in some trouble. Although I haven't really fought a lot of Aurorises, Aurorises in a while, actually ever. Yeah, and it's one of those again. They have the Sudowoodo across from them, so it's it's a little spooky. And then of course the Snorlax potential to have superpower by default. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that it could bring it could have superpower. And they're they're still weak and to the Lantern. They're weak to the Bulldoze off of Munchlax also. Well, I was gonna say like. It was Snorlax. What if, like, for uh, for Shiggles, you put Outrage on it? Of course, you'd only get to use the move one time before you die. Yeah, you, but you, I think you would you have land... to. You'd have to commit. It is it. At worst, it's neutral across the board, so that is another one of those Pokemon that you can kind of think is pigeonholed into its standard set, but it does have a lot of coverage moves, including the Outrage you mentioned, and then also Earthquake. That's true, because my, my, my Snorlax has Earthquake on it for the Master League. My perfect, my 100% one does. However, senior looking tubbins. at this matchup, I named it Hodor because I was really into Game of Thrones at the time when I caught that Snorlax. No, no one's shutting the door on him. No, especially he's just standing up and going, nah, this door is gonna be open and we're gonna like it. However, there has been some times when I've thrown outrage on Snorlax and kind of watched the Dragonites cry, cry uncle. It, yeah, it has that surprise potential. We, we, that is, we, that also, is a good point. we also need to cry tears for Misubi. Yeah. But the, Masubi, those mighty Thunder Ducks are just so consistent. 12 points across all three bouts. You know, if you, if we had an over-under bet on how many points they would get, I think that it would be safe to say that they would be at 12. Oh, it looks However, like... However, well, this might be a 13 one because on the mighty Thunder Ducks, a Ake Gag had, has not reported yet. So they, technically it should they be They need to claim their nine, Celestial 12. win. Yeah. Or... 813, right? Yeah, 813. Well, if, if yeah, it'd be 813. Pardon me, I would, I got the numbers flipped. However, going back <laughs> do, into battle wait, two, wait, wait, Taco. Do you do, team do, you do the Taco. thing where you just assume that the team that you like better is on the left side? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I have to, I have to like double check every single time. I, I have to do that. But fun fact. Or maybe not so fun fact. The team that's on top is going to be on the left. Yep. And in, in, in my brain, I know that. <laughs> but but my as, mouth just doesn't communicate it. As, as soon as I open the list, I'm just looking at teams and it's, it doesn't have like those headers. Like they're, they're scrolled up to the top. It's just... <laughs> it's out of sight, out of mind. You're... You're not wrong, honestly. And that's kind of like the thing that I'm going to struggle with as well. However, we do have to go back to a little bit on bout two. So 
last episode I mentioned that Masubi and Spiel Team 6, that was going to hurt my heart. Even though I was hoping for the, the greatest sushi rolls of all time to win, Spiel Team 6 ended up winning 14-7. And they are currently down against Rock Paper Slark with, I want to say, two matches left. Yeah, two matches left. And here's a semi-fun fact. We're looking at one team, we're looking at one team, or Spiel Team 6, 3-0'd one opponent and then got 3-0'd in the next primeval slot. So just a, a lame duck in primeval, which seems to be kind of the exception. Yeah, because this, honestly, with this fight or bout with Rock, Paper, Slark and Field Team 6, it's going back and forth. Oh. You know, one person 3-0's, another person 3-0's. The only kind of equalizer has been Rock, Paper, Slark has 3-0'd Field Team 6 one more time. And, you know, the pressure's on for these last two, for these last two battles. Because one person here's my here's how I think it's gonna finish. One person's gonna three zero, and then the other, and then the final is gonna come down to a two one. So you're look, you're looking for that close as you can get eleven ten. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, of course I, I am. I'm I'm look, I'm checking out the Master League slot, which hasn't been played yet, and they have the Chill Drive Genesect registered on the Rock Paper Slark side. And I found out this week Ooh. that. You do not have to include the, the drive for your Genesect. You can have it be just kind of ominous and I don't, I don't want to call it naked, but you don't have to say what your drive is. <laughs> That's fair. And you know, kind of looking at this team, it, it it's kind of amazing that neither team brought Omega this time. And I'm kind of wondering why. I, I feel like that's kind of been the story of Master League so far, even with the inclusion of Megas as a potential slot that for a lot of people, they aren't quite as good as an alternative restricted pick. Right. And it looks like in bout three, the only team that brought a Mega was the Peterborough Doofs. They brought Mega Charizard X and they lost three zip. Then I was just looking at Rock, Paper, Slark's bout two and same there where they also brought the Charizard X. But they, they won. It looks like. No, they lost. The, the team that brought Charizard X lost. Yeah, but th- they've been consistently bringing a very similar team, and I think this kind of circles back on Master League in general, is that it's kind of the most difficult to find that level of creativity with, or even just to change it up very much, because the Pokemon are so resource-intensive. Yeah, you can say that again. To get one Pokemon to 50, you need XL 250, 296 XL candy, and another 500 thousand stardust geez louise um, i know that there's a i don't remember what level it is but one of the tasks is to power up a pokemon to level 50 i think it's level 48 to 49 or 49 to 50 and so i'm kind of just sitting on all of my dust and my candy until i can get that and then as soon as i hit that level it's like let's go come on we're doing this i had a couple that i did before under the assumption this was also a while ago so information wasn't as good <laughs> under the assumption that they would be <laughs> retroactive like if i had some powered up to 50 that they would count so it was like after i want to say um the fletchling community day and stuff where it's just you you make the 50 for ultra league that that's just that's such a thing and it's just like okay well i'll do that in umbreon it's like well most of the way done and, and then they didn't count because i did them before i got to that level but i mean there's there's other stuff to make i'm so sorry it, it worked out i made i think i made an extra drill oh 
you know then that doesn't that doesn't fail too bad jeez it is i couldn't find it while we were talking about it so i'm gonna jump back into the i'm gonna just say oh well and move on it's 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 one of those one hurdles that you can just kind of chill and wait until you actually have something worthwhile to build level 50 perfect ivy pidgeot that's a nice one as well. And at least you get have, the, the fallback on that one of it being a mega candidate. So you can at least yeah. use it for, for raids as well. It's it's not just a, an Ultra League sink for dust. Yeah. I actually got, because I had Pidgeot as my buddy for so long, I have about 4,000 Pidgeot mega energy. <laughs> that one is a, is a cheap one too. So that should just, if it's not already at mega three for you, that should be one you're doing every day. I'm, I'm supposed to do it every day. I just forget. I'm just that, like, oh, look, a mega. <laughs> oh, look, another mega. <laughs> that one that one and Manectric and Beedrill, for some reason, are all just way cheaper on the energy. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'll get those to three first, I guess. We're doing it. So kind of looking at the rest of the bout we have brave nerds taking an 11 to 1 lead over okc shell smashers and even though that they already won i want to know how i want to know how high brave nerds is gonna get yeah because now that they're 3-0 no they won both of them yeah so even though they're undefeated they have the chance to extend their lead to kind of start pulling away from the mighty Thunderducks, who as of this recording are in second place only five points behind kind of other side of the coin is we had our two teams without a win go heads up in bout three and so Frostwrath is on the board now or will be as soon as they finish their last matchup as well right and of course that's the i know we said this last episode but we're gonna say it again that is the advantage of fighting round robin style eventually i think eventually everybody wins at least one or <laughs> I, I mean that that's the hope right is that <laughs> <laughs> you can at least pull off a win against someone but uh it's i mean obviously it's not guaranteed it's just when you have the two teams that haven't won someone is going to come away with a win after that what if we have like this great big circle of triumph where like masubi lost to mighty thunderducks who lost to rock river slark who lost to spiel team six who, and then kind of just go all the way down to complete this giant circle that'd be pretty funny where, where they where they all just have kind of a kryptonite team but Otherwise, unless you're SoCal Swab Blue Blue and you just body everybody and move straight up to the cop, the bronze here, excuse me. Speaking of which, is it is it copper time? It's always copper time. All right, let's copper you it know, up. You know, when you say is it copper time, it kind of there's like this little thing that pops in my head. There's an old video I used to watch. Uh, it's called The History of the World, I guess. And for like a couple of seconds, there was just like this the the guy the narrator was like is it tonga time it's always tonga time let's have let's go have some tonga time together and i'm like is it copper time it's copper time and so that's what i'm kind of like imagining in the back of my head don't ask why <laughs> don't <laughs> i think i think everyone has old tapes and i i feel it's only natural to kind of give them the nod when they pop up it's like ah yes that's that's the thing that is giving me a chuckle but if I actually tried to explain it to anyone that's around me right now, I'd fall flat, but I'm going to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? There's probably thanks, someone brain. that's listening. Thanks, there's probably somebody that's listening right now and being like, oh, a core memory has been unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen. Just just send it up. As long as... Send it <laughs> I was going to say, as long as one person gets the reference, I go, I, that makes me happy. I'm that's, okay with that. That's mission accomplished. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Speaking of mission accomplished, seven deadly simps uh-huh. are on the board. Yes! They channeled their inner Meliodas and have successfully defeated Wu Tangela clan. This was another. In their defense, however, I was gonna say, in their defense, however, they did have to fight against Team Beginner to Winner and Spice is Right, who are really strong contenders in this tier. I was gonna say, this is another one of those. We had the heads up between two teams again who hadn't gotten a win yet so we know we're still gonna celebrate however they're the probably the best the bout of the week is what i'm gonna call it which is like the bout of the week which is the one i was hyped up for the most was fletchinderella story and team beginner to win it let's yeah. just take a look for a we, second we, we've like, been yeah we've been following though, both of them pretty pretty closely so because <laughs> I know you have you have a player or yeah you have a player on Team Beginner to Winner that you like to root for because I think you fight with them a lot. I mean, at this point, they're mostly inviting me to raids, and then they've sent me a few gifts from regionals locations, it's like the special Pokestops. But yeah, it was, oh. it's 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 fun to see friends do well, and he's continued his win streak this week. Loud Jeffs, but he did finally lose a game, so he's 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 got to be okay with eight and one though. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's happy with eight and one. He, he's more happy to be eight and one than like two and seven. Especially that they, as a team, got to come out ahead. In this in this heads up as well and you know one interesting thing that i think is pretty nifty is fletch and story won the open great league and the celestial field however so they were off to pretty much a five and one start and then kind of going down just you know they they took they kept adding points on but because the other teams were kind of winning the bouts outright like two to ones that's kind of, that's essentially what did the the team in and so had say i'm gonna say it because like this is the first thing my eyes locked onto pokey daddy way yui pokey daddy yui won their timeless bout they could have won two one the fletch cinderella story would continue their cinderella story across the copper tier however I mean, I, I, I beginner's think, winner is i don't think you can be mad go on <laughs> with Hat, like giving up no three O's on your end and having the only three O on your side. I mean, that's that's kind of to me that that's always a much easier place to be as a team than the wild swings like what we had this week where it was <laughs> five of I think it was like five of the seven or were three O's one way or the other and it's just like that's that's pretty severe and having the opposite where it's really just okay we can go back to the tapes we just need to find one game and just lock that in for next time right and of course this isn't this isn't taken away from like either team it's unfortunate that one team had to lose (laughs) of course you know i wanted fletch cinderella story to win because i like the i like the name however i do listen to team beginner to winner on the pot on, on their their pvp podcast so to me it was just like a who do i choose type of thing but i'm glad that we got essentially the bout to fight and it was very close so my heart my hat goes off to both teams i want to take a look and see just like if there's any kind of cool picks to talk about like one i happened to start at the bottom and sorceress and buckeye fitzy bringing a haunter oh bringing a haunter against well no you you do beat the alone raichu and the frost Lass, but you get walled by beware and double and double you know what no it's not called double it's called hop now and so both teams they bring the Beedrill, the Alola Chew, Frostlass, Munchlax. So it was just the last two that kind of that kind of helped them. 
Yeah, I, well, the entire difference between the two teams is the beware and the haunter. <laughs> oh yeah, they both brought double. I didn't even notice that. And I mean, I, I, think, the... I think that's the safe story of Sorceress is kind of that Raichu, Frostlass, Beedrill, and Munch, I think, is Everything ranked, else. ranked within the top three or whatever, just as some bulk, and you have options then, like we talked about with the fast moves, and double kind of sitting in a similar spot where it's that uh, three-move, two-slot dilemma. Yeah, and you know, kind of, I've kind of jumped around a little bit. I went to the Master League, and King Tom brought Nihilego to the team, and the only reason I can think of bringing it was to keep Zacian in check, but I think also Nihileo gets access to a rock move, which can kind of hurt Gyarados and Yveltal. It's cool seeing a Kartana across from it as well. Again, we have another Genesect that has the chill drive listed, so that's that's another thing that hopefully people can <laughs> learn and decide to keep up their sleeve if they want. Yeah, because that Pokemon can, you know, if you get it to level 30, it's the best Grass-type attacker in the game, apparently. I haven't, yeah. I, I didn't think there was going to be a lot for it to do in the Master League. Like, obviously it'll hit hard and it has the, the Leaf Blade, but isn't it? It's the only other option I think is the Quick Attack. I gotta check Air, PV Sorry, Pokes, Air uh, Slash. Yeah, no, I was I was totally off. So yeah, it's, it's it's in a very interesting place with those moves. So you're really kind of banking on your opponent running the uh, water types. Right. Of course, you have that charge move. You have Leaf Blade, Night Slash, X Scissor, and Aerial Ace, which, you know, that's a pretty decent charge move set. However, it is held back by the lack of fast move pressure. It looks like. I mean, I guess on the plus side for it, it is at worst neutral Razor Leafs into everything on King Tom's team except for the Dialga. So I don't know. And like, I, do also just, have... just seeing it at all is kind of is kind of fun. Like within the two weeks that it came out, I'm really surprised that person probably did a bunch of raids or invested a bunch of rare candy. I like to think of the raids. Yeah, and we've kind of talked about it before with the Megas where it's really not as bad as soon as you have the reliable Mega 3s that give you at least one and often two extra XLs even per raid. Yeah, I remember that one. That was part of the first Salsa Bar. Yeah. So... It's, it's not as bad as it once was, but yeah, there's still, and especially for a grass type, there's quite a few options for that, so you can kind of rotate through a little better than, say, a uh -huh. fairy where there's really only the Mega Altaria at this point, which was which was the issue with Zacian, is it was much more difficult to have that bonus up at all times. True. And then one, one shout-out I do have to give is to Switchmasters, who have been kind of flying under the radar, but they are the other undefeated team in the tier at the moment, and they're only three wins behind Team Beginner to Winner. But we might have a we might have a, a rivalry brewing between the two teams. I can't wait for them to fight. So who are our undefeateds? Is it just Beginner to Winner and Switchmasters? That's yeah. So I I, I think our our narrative for Copper continues, where it's just this one just it, it just feels more balanced like obviously we, there was a 19 to 2 this week but as far as the early results go it, it seems to be pointing toward more more consistent teams which makes sense as soon as you hit copper right kind of that kind of, it starts to kind of level out a bit however you know if we're if we're done looking at this kind of looking into bronze tier a little bit i don't really know what to make heads or tails of it. i like how you just threw copper tier away <laughs> 
<laughs> if we're done with this. It's like the penny in my pocket. I forget about it. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, ar argu not arguably our favorite, but yeah. Yeah, we're done with it. <laughs> well, I, I was going to try to segue a little bit, but like, you, you, you say that it's kind of it's a very balanced kind of like when you get up to the upper tiers but then you kind of look at bronze here and it's like yeah i have no idea what's going on in this tier anymore but we can get to that once we're done with the, <laughs> once we're done with copper tier which yeah so it looks like we have at least two teams still undefeated three teams <laughs> so it's, it's a very different setup already right also we're in we're in bronze tier now right because because we got i was I'm, trying I'm to segue at... a little bit <laughs> I wasn't wanting to throw copper away, yeah, copper away entirely, but I was like, you know, it's very balanced. It's kind of, we talked about the two heavy hitters. What do we do now? <laughs> now, now we move onward and upward. It's true. So we didn't report this last week because yeah, not for, but... not for lack of trying. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, the Pogo Raiders, they continue their, their sweaty their sweaty series and they beat socal swablu blue in an 11 to 10 match and then also go on to win essentially win their next bout against busta mime they're currently winning 11 to 7 which you know best of 21 11 points gets you the win however socal swablu went up against nmpvp and this is the team that only has the seven players if i remember correctly and they managed to you know nmpvp took the Master League Cup and the Sorceress one and managed to take seven points away from SoCal Swablu Blue. So even though there's only seven of them, they can take points off of the heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I would love to see them take a win, but SoCal Swablu kind of getting back to business as usual after losing their first bout of the season makes a lot of sense to me. Right, they are just so strong. I don't want to face that team. I really don't. But at the same time, I really do. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to catch up with them first. <laughs> well, we have to fight against their C team. And then, you know, when Cycle 3 starts, they'll have a D team. And this will be like SoCal, Swablu, San Francisco or something. <laughs> does, San Francisco? Does, does San Francisco still count as SoCal? <laughs> I was gonna ask that honestly, like, I, I, is it kind of in that area? I, I I know that it does not, but it would, oh, it, it would honestly just be the entertainment value there is high. <laughs> SoCal Swablu, uh, Pasadena, the Rose team on on the border. Yeah, but you know, I'm not saying California has too many battlers, but I am gonna say California has a lot of battlers. I mean, it's it's that whole and we have a lot of people thing. That's true. Speak, but you have more but, people uh, than if we're if we're calling out California battlers. Uh, I've got a buddy on the Swell Sprouts that has been on a tear, even though they've been kind of just behind in their bouts so far. He right. Is yeah, he's he's three and zero so far across the bouts. Uh, in the Jiggly Dad in the in the primeval slot. So it's it's Irod, but he is on the Jiggly Dad team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Irod is. He looks like a really good battler. He's kind of, kind of been flying under that radar a little bit from us because we haven't really talked about any other team than our, <laughs> our team at Beaming and Screaming. But they played last. They they played this second bout, so we we could we could uh, take advantage and look at that primeval block. Kill two birds with one stone. 
Yeah, since the Swellsprouts did take the Primeval block, but then did not end up winning the bout. Yeah, so it looks like your prediction of if you win the Primeval bout, you win the game. The sorry, the Primeval slots, you win the game. Doesn't always hold true, sadly. <laughs> it's, but it is. It is just a large chunk of points. It, it is a good benchmark. I will give that. That's almost half the points you need. And the the main thing is kind of we're gonna look at Irod's team for a sec. He brought Septile, like. That, and that's that's Ooh. a pick that we've talked about since we saw it on uh, SoCal Swablu SD in the first bout, where we were a little confused, but I, I, I guess the confusion may be unfounded. My question is, why? <laughs> and can you teach me how to play with Septile? <laughs> and, and I think maybe it's... It's really just that combination of having Dragon Claw available to hit dragons and then being one of your anchors to play into Lantern because Lantern has been super popular across Primeval. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Septile learns Dragon Claw? Sure does. Since when? Since a while. That was one of the kind of more random updates i mean it it makes sense just canonically because the mega is a dragon type but um, well, i know that one. <laughs> yeah it's and it's it, it's been that it's kind of been under the radar as far as move updates go just because septile hasn't had a lot of viability and the dragon claw itself is in a lot of competition for a slot since septile is already struggling a little bit just to pick moves where it has kind of that leaf blade frenzy plant do you want the overall crazy damage of the frenzy plant or the faster leaf blade or both and then it kind of fits into that coverage of coverage move slot then of is it better to have a dragon claw than an earthquake i mean obviously it's better than an aerial ace most of the time but right and i'm kind of looking at it like septile even though i, I kind of looked at it and thought of it as a joke this thing can beat cradley lantern sudowoodoo and even celio if it wanted to yeah and that like, that's just holy... that's just the the grass side coming out showing its strength like holy moly i did not think that you know what i thought was a meme pokemon would actually put in some work yeah although it does look like he's only used it in that one bout you went to a uh, kingdra for bout three. Oh, we also brought greedent which hold on you can bring alola chew into primeval i gotta research my maybe this is why i'm not winning i gotta research more like my goodness what am i doing oh well but yeah looking at that is that the, is actually a good question like i feel like maybe that's a yeah you can bring it i didn't think you could honestly i guess i've been so fixated on dragons and fairies i've kind of left everything else oh and lantern i've kind of left everything else by the wayside and i mean that's that's kind of been the electric types has been the the bookends of lantern and pikachu 5.0 <laughs> but i mean alola chu can has also also has access to grass knot and psychic and thunder punch and while yet yeah, alola chu seems like it's a pokemon that you don't really want to face because you don't know what it's going to bring i mean the the nice thing about <laughs> i mean it's it's funny to talk about this in this slot but just because again frostlass is so popular here as well as sorceress that alola chu is is really just kind of a perfect counter in the zero energy department just because it always wins cmp and they get to their moves at the same time and i didn't know that what's it called right Alola Chu can destroy Frostlass with a single wild charge. Yeah, so so it's it's always 
Always deadly against the Frostlass. I have a, a good Alola shoe that I should bring, but I probably won't bring it because I'm going to forget about it after this episode goes live. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll haunt you now, now that you know it's possible. It's scary, man. It's really scary. <laughs> Actually, I on that note, though, I do want to kind of go into Beaming and Screaming kind of going back to them for about three they did win against the dojo comrades comrades they're currently winning 12 to 6 with the final slots they can win 15 to 6 or 12 to 9 a combination of those numbers (laughs) anywhere in between yeah and one one team that we should highlight is i think the the thunderdome and sea kingpin because the sea kingpin has just been on a massive revenge tour but they are proving that this is their faction to lose and with one line to go they they haven't clinched this bout yet that is well we also we can't count the thunderdome out because those guys are really strong and let's kind of face it they are what's the word i'm looking for i think not rise to the occasion but i think rise kind of fights there a lot too so if these are like little mini rise to the occasions they're <laughs> already going to be if strong. you need if you need more to go off of like it does like going into about like knowing you need a 3-0 to win is is always kind of a, a tricky spot to be in but the last line they have to play is primeval and the other slot they did 3-0 so like it, it all makes it feel that much more possible at the same time though kind of looking kind of going into that matchup i think that's despicable despicable brought brings tabufini reg ice zuelas cradley frostlass and gudra against a dragonair lapras frostlass lantern amok and galvantula i'm not sure who's gonna come out on top of this but I think I have to give... I think the, the Despicable brought an anti-meta line with some meta picks versus a meta line up top. Yeah, I'll call Lolimuk meta for a second. <laughs> that one was the one I was going to call out as looking rather good into this matchup though because like the alolan muck i'm 90 percent sure in this matchup it's gonna bring poison jab just to lock like to knock out that tapu fini and it only has to watch out for the the moon blast which is which is still neutral of but off of fini and gray league it does quite a bit the the other matchup i'm not really sure how it plays is the reg ice actually well reg ice i assume i assume with earthquake like that's a that's a win sooner or later but i'm just not sure how much of a chunk you can take out of the iceberg before going down i know that reg ice is kind of like the more balanced of the 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 original titans with Registill being the bulkiest it just has the worst typing it yeah unfortunately ice is not i'm not gonna say ice is a bad type but ice just it's not as defense oriented because it's very glassy and it's not as offense oriented because once again you can only hit hard you can't take the hits yeah but it's literally only resisting its own typing yeah but it's weird because with in with reg ice specifically it's bulky it's supposed to be bulkier than registeel but less bulky than sorry it's supposed to be bulkier than Regirock, but less bulky than Registeel, which is kind of weird in Pokemon Go's weird formula of things. They have these ideas sometimes, and then in practice, they just don't quite work. Right. And so I'm I'm very curious to see how this match goes up. I'll prob we'll probably make a, a section about it 
next episode because gosh darn this is gonna be a great one to say Sea kingpin loses and wait pogo raiders won too right well they they did so if Sea kingpin loses that'll put beaming and screaming and pogo raiders on top with Sea kingpin and socal swablu blue in second and when those teams fight that will be for like who's gonna who's gonna go on and who's gonna fight for their right to survive for to get promoted into the next tier <laughs> survival meaning promotion <laughs> um kind of right because up here you go on oh just just kind of our our last deep dive I, I wanted to check out a timeless team and that's part of the block that got beaming and screaming their win in bout three so yeah might as well check that out we got a charizard team oh so i got i got a i got a double dose of surprise charizard teams today <laughs> yeah they did charizard beedrill skunk tank shiftry lantern and whiskash versus of all things blastoise canto muck Obama Snow, Jellicent, Cradley, and Ninetales. So it looks a little bit like they kind of did a double water, double grass, um, double anti-grass. Because <laughs> it can't say fire because it's a muck. But kind of filling that <laughs> hole where they just, you know what? I'm fully going into this triangle and <laughs> you can do whatever you want. And I think in this instance, the Whiskash... Had, the Whiskash and Lantern had a lot of play against the Blastoise, Ninetales, and Jellicent. And the Muck, of course, where it was really... Yeah, I, I want to say that for the most part, they have better flexibility, kind of covering two of the other sides of the triangle. Right. And so, of course, you know, you also had that extra shoring up with Charizard against with Obama Snow and Skunk Tank also with the Obama Snow and Shift 3 kind of adding into the pressure with Blastoise. I think based on just pure bench pressure, the S S Car S yeah. <laughs> S Cargan had the the upper hand going into this one. In general I do like the style of building a team in that kind of triangle formation but i think this is really a, a drawback to it where they're they're great at their job like crudilly is still kind of the jack of all trades in timeless but <laughs> i think yeah i think skuntank just had too good of a look and then it didn't it, it had a lot of options for backup just because there's not a lot that it was it was super afraid of and a couple matchups that were really dominant for it right and so like this is also one of those ones where you didn't know what skunk tank brought until it brought it but by then if you're down a game you've already given up a point but you can still kind of turn that around and take a 2-1 but it looks like it, there just wasn't enough time to recover <laughs> oh man now okay so i went back to about two and i looked at escargan's team there and i love it oh I'm listening. man and bout one he brought arcanine both bout one and bout two <laughs> i i am adding i'm adding him to my or them to my weekly check-ins for what kind of crazy team they're running i am i'm honestly here for that <laughs> i want I, I like i said i do still want to run arcanine at least one time and but i'm not allowed to is, run it in my field slot this is this is proof that you can get away with it especially just if if you kind of coming full circle to the flexibility of moveset where Arcanine's got multiple fangs for for typings that it can play into better. So until you see the opponent's team, you got options. You got options. <laughs> right. 
And so I think this would be, well, there's one team I do want to check left, which is Battle Club Orlando, because I screwed up their name. <laughs> that's the only reason I screwed up their you, name, but I feel like never, I still need to look at them. Yeah, you're, you're never going to let yourself load it, though. No, I won't. <laughs> and that's the one where I will not. they've just got the Great League slot to play. Right. I mean, they've already won, but... I think it's a matter of how much they want to win. So, but yeah, so I think that this is going to be a good stopping point after wait, wrapping wait, wait. up both wait, wait, bouts wait. two and look three. At, look at the Great oh, League matchup. I'm scared. Oh my goodness. Six shadow Pokemon. I'm I'm in it now. I'm, I'm invested. Didn't, I was going to say, didn't Swells or, oh my goodness, Shang, Shagness? I think that's how you say it. Has brought six shadows to every single bout. Why? That's de- that's dedication. I see. I see they're on Shadow Jump Bluff for life as well. Yeah, <laughs> Shadow Jump Bluff, Shadow Swampert. He's going in, or she? I'm going off of the avatar, so I'm gonna say there. <laughs> They're going that, in on the shadows, like person. the green-haired ace trainer. At least I think it's what uh, I think that's what the sprite's based off of. My goodness. Okay, so that's an awesome. all shadow team. I'm, I'm I'm so glad we got to see that. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad we didn't just skip over it. Man, now now I've got a few Man, people to check in on every week. <laughs> if we need some if we need some crazy team ideas, we we'll check the bronze tier from now on. <laughs> oh, this has been so fantastic. <laughs> So with all of that, with all of everyone brought up to speed on the last two or week and a half-ish of bouts, we are now going to be back after this short break. Please enjoy these messages from our sponsors. Hey everybody, Mr. Game here. I have just set up shop in fabulous Goldenrod City. Come on down to the brand new Goldenrod Game Corner. I have just also opened up a brand new, never-before-seen game called Voltorb Flip. How do you play? It's simple. You ever played Minesweeper? That's how you play. Make sure you don't hit a Voltorb or all of your hard-earned coins go to me. Alternatively, if you don't want to play this awesome, super cool game, you're more than welcome to try out our regular slots. Once you get enough coins, you can trade them in for some fabulous prizes, such as Ice Beam, Thunderbolt, Flamethrower TM, and, or... You can trade them in for some super rare, never-before-seen Pokemon that can only be found in Kanto. I'm talking about Abra, Ekans, Sandshrew, and even Dratini. You know that these Pokemon are awesome when the gym leaders are using them, and Dratini is used by the champion Lance himself if you raise it right. So what are you waiting for? Come on down to the Goldenrod Game Corner, your playground. Music for this podcast episode has been brought to you by the amazingly talented video game arranger, The Zame. You can find him on Twitter at Zameit or his YouTube channel. Link will be in the description below. Enter the Dragonair's Den has been made possible by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one platform that allows you to create, edit, and distribute your podcast easily and seamlessly. You are able to distribute to Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
If you would like to give this podcasting stuff a try, Anchor is one of the fastest and easiest ways to start it up. They even have a built-in app that allows you to create podcasts on the go. For more information, visit anchor.fm. I can't wait to give your new podcast a listen. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those commercials because I know I did. There's just something so nice about getting a new map for a new city or whatever the ad was about. (laughs) It's okay. Sometimes I don't even know what the ad was about. So we are going to go ahead and take this time to plug our socials and thank our patrons patrons on Patreon. Eventually I'll learn how to say that right. If you like what you hear and you want to go ahead and support us, it is very easy to do so. All you have to do is give us a rating on our podcast and leave us a review wherever you are able to. If it's witty enough, we will even read it on the show. If you don't like it, let us know too. All criticism is okay as long as it's constructive. If you want to support us a little more, you can do so for as little as a dollar on Patreon. Excuse me. Giving us a dollar will grant you access to certain parts of our Discord and even we can even invite you to Q&As with the hosts, myself and Jet Force, as well as extra episodes that sometimes I will make <laughs> and call Taco's Tinfoil Corner. <laughs> sometimes. Extras. <laughs> I think one monthly episode will be good. Yeah. Because then we can spend all that time to put it together. So speaking on that, we also do have a Discord that you are more than welcome to join. It will be put in the description below. Joining that, you get access of course you know to chat with us hang out with some like-minded pvp folks and even participate in some tournament and some self tournaments to help you guys get some battling practice it's always for fun and if you want to be a tryhard you can be a tryhard that's okay we will take you too because we love you or if you want to use arcanine like that's good too that's true and you know what eventually i will use arcanine i just i have to find the the time to practice with it you know the 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 floofer the floofer is a is a finesse creature it is but it is a beautiful floofer so it is now time for the community engagement question so last week or two weeks ago we asked you what is your go-to ultra league team mc mario responded with snorlax kanto muck and lugia the lugia astounds me honestly i mean that thing is just so bulky i know it's bulky in the master league but is it bulky in the ultra league as well it's it's always bulky. It's Lugia. Okay, that's fair. It, it's kind of weird though, because like in the main series games, Lugia is extremely bulky, but I've always used it as a sweeper. And <laughs> you've definitely got time to set up. <laughs> I'll hit. I'll kind of shrug off some moves and then hope Aeroblast gives me the critical hits I'm looking for. It's got a, it's got a nice move pool. Yeah, nice... That's fair. And so kind of looking at the. Looking ahead, we do have the Master League coming up. And so, you know, with the new moves and new updates that have come out, kind of got us wondering, what's your favorite new Pokemon to use in the Master League? That is going to be our community question for this week. Feel free to comment on wherever you're able to. You can also at me on Twitter. I am at TacoDog underscore eight. I have to remember I use a Twitter or I have a Twitter and I will respond to almost all the questions that I can that are asked. If you want to follow Jed Force on Twitter, you can't because he doesn't have one. So if you have a question <laughs> for him, I don't do it. You got a question you gotta for him, Discord it. You're not wrong, honestly. Or, but if or you have a question Taco. for Jet, you can yeah at me at Taco on Twitter or join the Discord and ask him directly. But if you ask him a question that he doesn't answer, I don't really know what else to tell you. 
I mean, if they take the time to come into the Discord and ask me, I'm gonna answer. I was like, there's literally just like two things. There's one thing you have to ask. Read the rules, hit accept, and you're in. And then choose your team if you want yeah. to get a cool little like, <laughs> to get a cool little name change. But if you want to keep the same one, you're fine. So Jet, this is a new portion that we're gonna add in. Mm -hmm. It's called Tacos Mess Ups, or you called coined it the Salsa Bar. <laughs> I mean, it, it could, I mean, it's it's all learning opportunities, right? Yeah, it's just sometimes you know, I've been playing this game since day one, and I still learn new things that they're just like, really, you didn't know that? Come on, Taco! I know there was a one of the our old community members that I used to play, I used to PvP with. It was Mr. Doctor Pants. Every time I would mess something up that everyone knew about, he would just say classic Taco, and so. That's kind of what I've just ran with the whole time. Classic taco. Classic taco. Classic taco. Classic Niantic. You know, I guess that was his catchphrase. What? What did? But what anyway, did, what did taco classic this week? So I almost didn't do enough Agron raids to get enough Mega Energy to evolve my level 100. Sorry, level 100. My 100 IV Agron. And after it was all said and done, I did a grand total of two. So you you at least had some banked especially if you did the whatever it was collection challenge ish thing that got you 50 yeah i didn't with. do the time research either nope okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> i so my gotcha decided that it wasn't going to charge anymore and i forgot how to reset it because of course i did course. and then on the last day i was able to reset it and so i breezed through the first part but i couldn't do but by the time it I was able to do the second part. It was 7.30 and the event ended in 30 minutes. So I said, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna take the L and I'm gonna move on. Yeah. But it's gonna be a semi-decent segment. <laughs> it's it, it doesn't it doesn't show on the collection medal or anything, so you don't have to stay sad about it. It's just a time to research. Yeah, and that's honestly why. Like if there's a collection challenge, I won't go as hard. But if there's a time re er, sorry, if there's a collection challenge, I will go hard. If there's no collection challenge, easy come easy go yeah well and they haven't really done much as far as the rewards for those recently so it's 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 easy to to slack off on those did, did you play any cbl no i didn't i also i did not play I also this is the not. first week the first week i didn't do any gbl but i'm not gonna chalk it up to lag i'm gonna chalk it up to complete and utter laziness <laughs> i'm i'm gonna say it was a combination for me as well as just the investment was kind of spooky where if if i'm going to dump a bunch of dust i want it to at least also potentially be a raid mon a lot of the times that's why ultra league has been one that i've got kind of fewer picks for is just master league at least makes sense as far as having more options for raids and then ultra doesn't work like that and you know with the master league you can at least you you i mean of course level 100 is where you're looking is where you're at and so some of the good raid mods transfer over into being the good pvp mods except smackdown tyranitar because of course it does i mean but then, if you have like you just, a really you just good, have to run the shadow you're not wrong making level 100 sorry level 50 shadow tyranitar work is a feat in itself honestly 
maybe I think. The, so maybe I do Premier Cup, but probably not still. Well, no, because with Premier Cup you have to fight through Metagross, with Bullet Punch makes it very difficult. Then you also have to fight through the Garchomp, and then Excadrill. I do think Home Slice those... had a had a Bite Shadow Tyranitar team. Oh yes, yes, I remember that one. Sorry, but I was yeah, thinking still Smackdown still... on it. Yeah, that's that's still changing it to Bite though. So at least the elite fast hands don't hurt as bad right so definitely get, go grab yourself a shadow or a tyranitar that's a good raid mon it, it's still a good budget pick for being a five-year-old pokemon even though it's not the best rock type attacker it is still up there up in like the b tier i think <laughs> the crossover is nice at least as well as the triple dust for the two weeks yeah, I definitely need to build my dust reserves because I was being a good teammate to Donut and I dumped, I dipped below 1 million Stardust. I finally got back over a million dust not playing any Ultra and therefore not making new Ultra Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I was still using my, when I was fighting in Ultra, I was still using my core of like, of, of uh, Wallring, Venusaur, Machamp. An old, an old but gold team. I mean, old... Only so far as Walrein was probably Lapras to start with or something. Right. And then we have... I think it starts like... The next one is the Premier Club we're currently in. Is when it starts. Yeah, so you, so you, get, so... you get Premier Classic right out the gate. And then you get the Evolution Cup for the second week if you still don't want to play the 50s. <laughs> yeah... That super attractive evolution cup. <laughs> I am also looking forward to go battle day on the uh, on the first because you can get four times XP rewards. Yeah. And there's Premier Classic, so so there's that. I'll be spending and all my time in Premier Classic. <laughs> and it's like the first event we've had in a while that isn't necessarily just go out and do a bunch of stuff again. Like you can take a weekend off. Right. And so I'll definitely be doing, or I'll be battling on my couch, assuming my internet doesn't decide to go poop on me. But I think I'll be running the tried and true Metagross, at Metagross, Garchomp, and Snorlax line. Or I'll take Togekiss out for a spin. I don't know yet. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta update my my memory banks on that one. See if we got any new contenders for. Premier Classic. Well, we can do a quick check on PV Poke. So, number one is Florges, then Shadow oh. Dragonite, regular Dragonite, Shadow Gyarados, Garchomp, regular Gyarados, Togekiss, Metagross, Shadow Snorlax, Primarina, Komomo, Sneasler, Shadow Metagross, Hydreigon, and Swampert round out the top 15. Might have to try out a couple of the new ones, like the fairy wind really moved Floridas up quite a bit. You know, just when I thought that I had the best fairy in the game, Floridas is just like, nah, move over. But you know, as long as you have a Metagross or an Excadrill on the team, or even a Magnezone, you should be good. <gasps> Ooh, I can use Gengar too if I wanted. What? What are you? What are you using Gengar for? Just for Floridas. Okay. Just for Floridas. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's okay. So now, now I understand where you pulled the Gengar from. Is I, I opened the Floridas and it's on the key losses. Yeah, and then Gengar also beats Machamp, Metagross, Gyarados, and just barely beats Togekiss. So I'm because of the Shadow Punch, Shadow Ball. I might use it, or just even might have a Sludge Bomb waiting in the wings. Yeah, I, I assume they. Oh, oh, it is Shadow Ball. 
That's interesting. So that is... Oh, there's also Avalug and even Shadow Walring. There it is again. Not that far down. Walring is going to be one of those Pokemon. It's going to be the next Swampert. Good in all three of the leagues. Even with the nerf. I'm, I think I'm, I, I will that... be very, I'll be very surprised if I see a Walring next week. I won't. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, I have a Walring, so I'm going to use it. Derpy, 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 do. But they're, they're level 40 Walring. <laughs> but I think that is a good a good place to call this a an episode. A show well done. As always. <laughs> <laughs> we we watched the uh, Ecruteague Tower burn and then got to build a new shiny tower in its place. Yeah, now this big old bird that likes to drop rainbow feathers is making... I decided to perch on it. I don't know what to do with it yet. Maybe ring some bells so we'll fly that... away. <laughs> I hope the the dogs that were down at the bottom of the tower made it out okay. Ooh, hmm, about that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, okay, we'll call the bird on to, to bring them back. And, you know, hopefully everything will be okay. <laughs> they, they can they can live there now. <laughs> so, on that note, if uh, do you have any final final words for the audience, Jet? Uh, just that, you know, we've, we've got kind of this weird time between about three and four. But, you know, good job to most everyone getting your matches done and just keep that focus going into the still, we still have more than half of this cycle to go. So, this, this is just a taste. We got, we got a lot of games still. There's a lot of games. Anything can happen. You know, I did say that Self Arena Factions is essentially like the college, the NCAA football landscape where anything can happen on any given Saturday. And I'd, I'd believe you because I have no idea what's happening there. Oh, that's that's fair. I do want to say that every single battler deserves to be a part of this amazing community. And I'm so happy that we are able to kind of shed some kind of like bridge the gap between those that are on the fence about it versus like those that are all into it because you do make you do make a lot of friends and join join some teams but before we get too sappy (laughs) (laughs) we got time time to yeah (laughs) before we get too sappy it is time to go ahead and say goodbye so always remember keep your dragon fangs sharp pray that the bird brings those doggies back and we will see you all next week take care for now